0: Listen to her from her I'm listening to hair round from here on, I'm listening hair round, there wrong, I'm listening, hair round, from here around, I'm listening, hair round, birds of a Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G.
1: What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing?
0: And we've returned for episode 229. Welcome back, everyone. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, yeah, man, it's been a fun week, yo. Uh, You been getting into anything interesting?
1: Yeah, I finally saw uh, a classic this weekend. I've been here about Bram Stoker's Dracula for oh. like 20 years. So I finally want to Oh, we can talk about that, that,
0: my nigga. That's
1: a huge one right there. I hope like, it was fucking epic. I can't believe it holds up that well. Isn't after, it so fucking after good, after though? so long.
0: Yo, like, my nigga, the storyline. Yeah, like, we know good. the storyline of Dracula. But we don't know the storyline of Dracula as <laughs> Brom Stoker presented it. Like, it's so good. Yeah, you know what I mean? When I, I say really, we, I mean really the collective it. people. But I've... Very much appreciated, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, fucking shout out to
1: Gary Oldman, bro. Yes, like, every single Gary iteration Oldman. of Dracula that he played was fucking on point. The yep. creepy old decrepit Dracula was fucking creepy. The like younger version of yeah. it was like debonair and super smooth, but like like creepy when he needs to be controlling. When he's yeah. like powerful in his silence,
0: like his his performance that, was sublime, yo, bro. Like Dracula's so abilities. To- to manipulate people is second to none i don't think that people understand that dracula's real power was his ability to manipulate people and it wasn't just like i can manipulate you with power but i could play i know when it's i know when it's in my best interest to play the pauper or the the weak Mm -hmm. person and i'll play on your desire to be strong like dracula he's a manipulator first and foremost but yeah. yeah, dude, Gary Oldman absolutely
1: did that the best. Yeah, that shit was fucking epic. Like I was like every time he was on screen, I was like, yo, this dude is this dude's too good. Like, yo, how are you this good? Like 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 his like subtle creepy mannerisms, mm-hmm. like his the way he speaks, the the fact that each version of Dracula doesn't sound anything like Gary Oldman. It's, it's like Oh,
0: talk about it. So it's, it's so good. So knowing Gary Oldman from what I know him from cuz I do not know him from horror roles. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I know Gary Oldman from other types of roles, whether it's drama, comedy, action. I've seen Gary Oldman in everything but horror. So to see how amazingly he portrayed the entire breadth and width of Dracula's character. Because that's one thing I never knew about Dracula. I always pegged Dracula as a villain. And villains in the American perspective are just evil. Mm -hmm. They're not dynamic. American villains are not dynamic. But getting into, like, Dracula and the whole character arc, and then following, going even further back from Dracula, because Nosferatu and Dracula are part of the same shared universe, horror universe, technically. You know what I mean? And so, watching the the whole arc of vampire stories from Nosferatu, and then see how they are adapted and evolved into Dracula... Oh, my goodness. Gary Oldman was, he clearly cared a lot about that character. Absolutely, man. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Yeah, he he cared about that way more than I did. You know what I mean? And (laughs) I cared about it a lot. So, yeah. I, I mean, give Gary Oldman huge props for that I'm glad that you pointed him out for that because he needs his flowers bro, for that what it's so good like the rest of the cast is good too like Anthony Absolutely. Hopkins
1: is playing yeah. crazy Van Helsing Carrie uh, Elway's yes. is in there
0: I was about to say Fucking, uh, Anthony Keanu Hopkins Reeves
1: and his terrible British accent is yeah. also in the movie <laughs> but you know we're not going to take shots
0: at him for yes. that because that's low hanging fruit but... no but Anthony Hopkins as the, ex, as the exorcist yeah Van Helsing he that likes so that good. role that's another one where he likes that role because don't forget Anthony Hopkins also played the the Exorcist in other and other horror movies. You know what I mean. And in, in the right, it was Anthony Hopkins. Yep. Um, and and then a couple other ones. And so yeah, you know, I really miss the day when people played roles because they loved them, <laughs> not just because it was a bag. You know what I mean. And I'm not hating on people who play a role for a bag. That's your job. I can't hate on you for doing your job. It can also be both though. You know what I'm saying? But, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I like it more when it's both.
1: Hopefully look at, look at
0: Chadwick Boseman and, and T'Challa he wanted that role he loved that role so he put all of that work into it and it showed you know what I mean mm-hmm. same thing also, with, with you know, these guys and, and what they did with their roles
1: until you earn your stripes most actors ain't lucky enough to oh, get true, to true, choose true, between true. those two things you you, feel, you have to
0: earn that right the amount of clout it takes to be able to choose roles like, like yeah. say like a you Denzel or a Morgan Freeman or even a George Clooney or you know a Tom Cruise, those guys get to choose their roles. That's not a normal practice. Most people audition and hope they get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you're right. You're one hundred percent right on that. Yeah. But yeah, dude, that, I appreciate Gary Oldman's um um Dracula for sure. Sure, yeah, it was super dope. Also, like, you know who I like? The
1: werewolf costume was fucking yes. dope. But he turned into like the big wolf. I also form. like
0: uh, Leslie Nielsen's Dracula in in. <laughs> I can imagine. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious. It's great. Um, it's oh. Dracula, Dead and Loving It, is the name of the movie, <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen's Dracula is really fun because he takes the same, he has the same or a similar persona as, as like the, the Gary Oldman, gun? but oh, comedic. Okay. Oh. He just he just added the comedic role to yeah. it, and so uh, you know he did it really well, and that's hard to do because the Gary Oldman Dracula is not comedic. No, nah, I about? would not describe it as he's, that at all.
1: He's a super tragic character, man. Like, I, I love the intro to the movie where, like, um, his lover kills herself because they tricked oh, her wow. to thinking that he died. And then the church is like, well, sorry, bro. We can't really do nothing okay. for her because, you know, she killed herself. So her soul is lost. Sorry. And he was like, yo, what did I just do? I just fought this war for you. Oh, yeah. I just fought this well, war for the, God. You're telling me that this is my the reward? whole story yo, of Dracula. Yeah, you know, it was so great.
0: Awesome. I, I love because my initial introduction into Dracula was was the Americanization Mm -hmm. of Dracula, which made him a pure villain, a pure evil entity. I think my first, uh, and that was never Dracula's intention.
1: Dracula was fucking Castlevania.
0: Okay, and and also he came off very evil in that as well. I would, I presume, you would have gotten that, no. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah, yeah! Super I mean, evil.
1: Dracula is always evil. It's just that in this story, he it makes a lot of sense as to why he's doing what he's doing.
0: Absolutely. What <laughs> he's I not, love not evil. In this what, movie. what I love is the contemporary. The more uh, within the last ten years, there's been a huge because people have had such a a draw to the villain. They've attempted to redeem Dracula. You dig? Like if you, even if you look at Dracula in the Castlevania uh, anime series on Netflix. The depiction of him is like, oh, he was complicated. He did a lot of evil shit, but he didn't start evil. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He was a good man who did evil shit, which made the whole which made Alcard's role very much more understandable because we saw that the seed of evil was something that came from man, not from like born inside of him. And so that was really interesting. And I appreciate stories that take Dracula and i want to say humanize even though you know his his uh whole story arc is about the dehumanization of dracula per se um the story telling his story humanizes him even though in the end he becomes a monster you know what i mean yeah. i love that I fuck that's what the it um heavy. that that's the ideal line you want to walk these days you know yeah and honestly i think that that's that's part of like humans are becoming a little bit more mindful like th- i don't i just don't think that these pure hero or these pure villain stories hit anymore because they just don't speak to us
1: and it's also because as an audience our our, our film IQ has grown considerably since True. those movies are yes. made so like Sure, you could do it, but it's going to be transparent to anyone who's who has any degree of, like, film-watching experience.
0: Unless you're making a kid's movie,
1: that shit land much. the same
0: way. So that's yeah.
1: another big reason why, you know, mustache-twirling <clears throat> villains are now, like, if they're not specifically there to be like, oh, look at me, I'm an over-the-top feeling. Like, they, most, most cases, they don't really do that anymore. because No, just, because let me tell you, they're, even they're Kendrick sees
0: that they're shit. They're one-dimensional. Not even Kendrick <laughs> likes that shit. Like, Kendrick doesn't watch movies with one-dimensional villains in it, like... He's get he's over it real quick, you know what I mean, and like it, it says a lot. And I'm glad that that uh, Hollywood has decided not to infantilize its pop its uh, audience anymore. You know what I mean? Because there, you know, there was a day when kids consumed one thing and then adults consumed another thing, but it's not the case anymore. We all consume the same shit, so. Let's just treat equalizer? everyone generally equally. You know what I mean, and and let them make their own assumptions onto what's coming out of the the media. But yeah, dude, that yeah, huge fan, huge fan of, of the Dracula series. I highly recommend anyone who's into horror like you gotta watch Nosferatu. Yeah, you got I've heard good things about that one too. Oh no, no, no. You gotta <laughs> are you familiar with the story?
1: Uh no, I'm not. Oh, but please take it. It's your time. more or less the same as with Dracula. Like, I've been yeah. hearing that about it for decades. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'll get to it at some point, just like I did yeah. with Dracula Dude, and Star Wars a few so, years back.
0: L- l- let me tantalize you a leisure. little bit with the leisure. story, bro. Cause the thing is, is like I I think that the uh the grounding of the story will draw you in and kind of make you want to watch it because like it's not about just like purely fantastical shit you know what i mean like the whole story Nos- of nosferatu is about a lawyer you know what i mean like he, okay he, like a lawyer what the fuck you know what i mean and this is something that takes place in the in the early 1900s so it, it, it's a very grounded story that takes a sci-fi turn you know what honestly let me modulate my my, my uh, enjoyment of it a little bit. It takes a sci-fi turn. And I told you, <laughs> I love a sci-fi horror turn. Like, show me some mundane shit and then show me how that transforms into, like, the fantastical. I love that. And Nosferatu absolutely takes that turn. So let me just modulate a little bit. I love it because it has a really cool turn in it. But, yeah, it goes from the mundane to the fantastical really well and elegantly. You know what I mean? Well written. Um, needless to say, it's it spawned all of this. So, But yeah, that's what's up, dude. I'm glad that you got into the original Dracula. That's always a good one, dude. Yeah, that was super nice. That story, yeah. Uh, Crossed I, my
1: I, mind when we were talking about Coppola a couple of weeks back. Yeah. I was like, oh,
0: yeah. And Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula is amazing. Mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I think that's what disheartens me the most when I hear these older uh, directors and producers and guys who are in the cinematography industry hate on the contemporary on the contemporary industry, it hurts because it's not like they didn't do great things. I respect them wholeheartedly in the art that they produced. And it hurts because they can't see the grandeur of the art that's being produced today. It sucks. You know what I mean? Because it exists mm, you know. on both ends. You know what I mean? It is what it is, bro. It's a bunch of old people with hurt feelings, right? Like, yeah.
1: to be honest, like hurt people hurt people. Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's not even constructive criticism. It's they're not. literally just saying their feelings, and it's like, it's like all right for show. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's like you know, and that's my main are issue. Assholes, bro, everybody got them. Everybody <laughs> got them. Are they're assholes. fucking worthless.
0: Everyone's got them. You're 100 percent right, and and that's my thing is like as someone who's hypercritical. I absolutely understand that it's important to differentiate your hypercritical opinions versus the factual things you're trying to critique. Because if you don't, then you kind of lose some of your credibility, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean... And that's what they're doing. They're killing their own credibility because, <clears throat> yes, I completely, 100% respect their opinion. But when they try to you, to leverage their uh, their place in the cinemographic industry... And say that this is what it is, and they try to leverage it and make it sound like this is what the industry is. That's when I part from them. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't dictate that. It's art. You know what I mean? Like, in science, that's one thing I love about science. You can dictate shit in science because guess what? We work off of a a system of ratification through verification. You see what I'm saying? But when we're talking about people's opinions, nah, man, you got to let opinions live. (laughs) Especially if you want to have your own. If you don't want to, if you don't want someone to sew your butthole show, shut, then don't do that to someone else. If opinions are like assholes, you gotta let them breathe.
1: <laughs> but the, and also those guys, they um, it's like they're also just super mad that these movies are formulaic, but they're making more money and getting more acclaimed than their movies did back when they were like, and, super art tours and struggling super hard and instead of acknowledging unique and all that shit that
0: that's what they're mad about the they're mad that we got a formula yeah absolutely <laughs> and the th- the only thing that embosters the formula is the technology Pretty if much. the technology existed when they were making movies they would have been they, just as successful i believe and they would have the been too. more successful because they were willing to use a formula and inject their their artistic acumen into it whereas today there is generally very little artistic acumen put into these things there's not a whole lot but they're good movies i'm not saying they're bad movies because of it i'm just saying the artistic acumen that comes from something like an uh, an american psycho is not what you're going to get from a marvel movie and that doesn't take away from either of them they're two different things you know what i mean Yep. and so yeah you know I wish that these these older directors and and producers w- would just accept that the difference isn't in the quality of the movie, it's in the technology promoting the movie. And guess what, if you had that technology, you'd probably be as good, but it's not the environment you exist in. The the studios that are making movies don't want your art shit anymore. <laughs> pretty much sorry because the formulaic shit is is cheaper to make and i'm sorry and i'm genuinely sorry but i I prefer the christopher nolan approach where they just say hey i'm gonna make movies when i can when i get a studio who's willing to see my vision i will make movies but i'm not gonna sit here and complain about not making you know artistic movies in an environment when formulaic shit is what's popping you know what i mean don't do that like the 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 Ridley Scott's and uh the, the I mean, Coppolas and all these guys you also have just to remember movies.
1: that they're old guys right what yeah. do old what do old men do <laughs> they complain about the younger generation that's yes, what they right. do there's no stopping that it doesn't matter what it you're is is. You're right
0: you're right
1: they're going to you know what I'm saying their feelings are hurt because the world is changing and leaving them behind I mean, uh... and they're going to let you know how they feel about that it is what it is
0: yeah it's true it's true and the only way to stay I- agile is just to except adapt. the changing world adapt and overcome yeah. bro except the changing world and continued and mm. and and honestly the part that i think is hilarious is that even if they didn't adapt there would still be a niche market for what they're doing and because of the way that that markets work right now even niche markets can make mad money Mm-hmm. But, but no, they, they just want don't the want to do that. Yeah, they want the Marvel. Spotlight. They want the Marvel publicity. Yep. They want a billion billion dollars yep. sold. They want every, it's like, they bruh. want to be
1: able to be like you. Yeah, they want to drop a movie and they have it hit a billion dollars at the box office without. Yo, them,
0: <laughs> one thing I without realized, them having done ten fucking movies prior. One thing that I accepted very early when I realized that my particular acumen is as a, as a philosopher, is that no one's going to appreciate me till I'm dead. And these artists, these art these tour directors need to understand that in this collaborative art of cinema, if you want to hold strong to that, no one's going to appreciate you till you're dead. It is what it is. Sorry, bro. If you, want to, if you want to be appreciated while you're alive, make shit that people who are alive want to see. But if you don't want to do that and you want to make what's in your heart, then make what's in your heart. But just to understand the human experience might have to catch up to that. We might not all connect to that immediately. And so a lot of our tour cinematographers have to be appreciated after they're past and gone. Because humans have to catch up to you. You know what I mean? If you don't want that, then make a fucking Marvel movie and shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, stop complaining, you know? But it is what it is. You know? Moving forward from that, dude, I checked out this uh, Freddie Gibbs show on Peacock called Bust down Okay. Bruh, hands down, one of the funniest shows that I've seen in several months. Nice. Several months. And then when I say funny, I don't mean, like, funny because, like, it's the formula of comedy that we're all used to and like to laugh at. This shit is, like, visceral to the black experience. I was flabber- flabbergasted by how many niggas and motherfuckers were coming out their mouth for a peacock show not that i have a problem with it i just didn't expect peacock to take that turn i didn't take i definitely did not expect peacock network the online uh streaming network for nbc to take the nigga turn but boy let me tell you and this show is if you're a fan of of freddie gibbs and his antics you will 100 percent land with this show like this show boy first of all the actors that are in it are very very good they are authentic black actors they are not they're not the acceptable black actors that we've come to learn to appreciate in the public sphere these are these are niggas you know what i mean like freddie gibbs hands down nigga sam jay one of my favorite comedians, hands down, really giving off that nigga energy. Chris Red, Chris Red of SNL uh, uh, fame, giving off heavy performances, bro. Heavy performances. Yo, this show, man. Like Peacock was like, yo, if we're gonna pitch a black show, we might as well pitch a black show. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, this is the blackest shit I've seen on TV since Martin. Straight out. Straight up. Like, not even, like, questionably. Like, even when you look at things like The Wire, The Wire talks about the black experience a lot in Baltimore. It ain't no black shit. Like, this is some black shit. Like, I'm highly impressed by their ability to, like, bring... Black experience to the screen, like it's serious. Like they talk about the black church, they talk about colorism in the black community, they talk about uh, uh, financial literacy in the black community. Like the show is funny, it has authentic actors and talks about real shit. Yo, this show is really fucking good, bro. (laughs) Like I I seriously like
1: what the Fresh Prince reboot should have been
0: oh nigga you damn oh yes I didn't think about that but yes 1000% this is what the Fresh Prince reboot should have been and the funny part is that they're on the same network the Fresh Prince reboot is on this network and um only so I can properly shit on it I'm going to watch it and I'm only (laughs) going to watch it because I have been invigorated and vitalized by some nigga shit like this show is so fucking good. Like, I highly recommend checking out. Pirate it, watch it if on Peacock if you can, support them, because I want I want Freddie Gibbs to, and, and Sam J and all the actors in this to get some accolades and flowers. But consume Bust Down if you can. It's a good fucking show. It's a really good show. Like it, it goes beyond all of just uh, the surface level identification of black issues but it talks about not just like oh what are some positive ways of going about these black issues it doesn't just talk about that it talks about the kind of ideologies within the black community that stop these things from even getting progressed on and and it doesn't identify them pejoratively it identifies them as like yo this is how people think good bad or indifferent we have to engage with these issues on the level of how people think about them. Because not everyone's a fucking erudite. Not everyone fucking has college degrees. Not everyone has, you know, sociological fucking evidence to show why certain things aren't adequate in, in describing the community. Not everyone has that. Some people are just looking at it from the seat of their experience and that's what this show really does a great job of fucking really presenting on tv in a comedic and entertaining fashion without making the people look stupid you know what i mean it's a really powerful um thing to do and i highly yeah once again i highly recommend checking out bust down um there's six episodes out right now and i'm patiently waiting with bated breath for the second half of the season and if peacock knows what's good for them They're going to keep this shit going because anyhow, this shit catches on. Now, black people, listen, you know, my, 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 one of my main models outside of the, my motto I give at the end of the show is keep it real with yourself. You don't got to keep it real with me, but you got to keep it real with yourself. And if black people are keeping it real with themselves, this show is going to fucking hit so fucking hard because it's, it's mindful. Like it, it's so rare that you see a, a a show that it's not just mindful about presenting the issues. It's mindful about showing how the people affected mostly by those issues think about those issues. All at the same time with giving you an infinite number of niggas, bitches, and and, and, and motherfuckers to keep you entertained while you do it. And Sam J, by the way, I gotta fucking point out Sam J, the way that this... This person, she, this person navigates not just her blackness, but her her sexuality and her humanity. My nigga. Yo, Sam J is cleanly going to be one of the uh, uh, trendsetters, tastemakers in the community. Because of just the way that she presents herself and uh, the palatability of, of her life experience, for sure, but yeah, man, bust down, check that shit out, yo, worth the watch, so yeah, man, moving on from that, uh, dude, there's been all kinds of shits going on, man, let's start out in the, in the gaming sphere, because there wasn't too much going on in there, but, uh, I thought this was a hilarious fucking, uh, story to come across the table, so are you, uh, are you familiar with the, um, with the launch of a system called the Amico.
1: No, that doesn't sound familiar.
0: Okay. So evidently there's a third party indie developer who is attempting to launch a, uh, console that plays retro style games that have been modernized, essentially. So that's, that's the the whole pitch of the Amico as a console system. Which is a I think a relatively salient uh uh pitch to, to give to the to the gaming community. That is something that I think would be re, uh uh accepted or well received by the gaming community. Needless to say, Intel I believe the company's name is Intellivision. Uh they they have not been f- uh forthright. With the development of this system, to say the least.
1: Sounds about right, because that sounds expensive as far as licensing and rights goes.
0: There you go. There you go. And most and most of the retro games they were playing were like spoofs or spinoffs of like Nintendo properties. So you know... <laughs> you know Nintendo's not playing that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think we take that whole YouTube channels for less. Bruh, bruh, <laughs> bruh. So... As it's getting closer to the launch of the Amico, people are getting, you know, the hype is 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 getting fever pitch. But unfortunately, what's coming out of the Intellivision is not very encouraging. So the CEO came out recently and said, "Hey guys, we're 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 in development, but we're looking to sell the company." <laughs> what What? (laughs) Uh, and i said oh wow oh wow okay so clearly move cotton so 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 to me that says okay so people should should be starting to wind down their hype right needless to say the hype went up from there which i'm not exactly sure i don't know i'm not sure what the indicator is that would cause people to become more hyped with the sale of the company. Or, And the worst part is, is that he didn't announce the sale of the company. He announced the willingness to sell the company. <laughs> Which to me, that's like, oh, you're Just scamming, bro. There. That, that sounds like there. a scam to me. Like, oh, okay, you have a product that a bunch of people said they wanted. That you claimed to have production for. But now you're selling the company. Alrighty. Sounds a little bit shifty. But then the gaming community, in a surprise turn, said, we need to rally behind the television to make sure that they can get this done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of reading the, the the tea leaves and saying, hey, you know what? I don't think this guy ever really intended on making this. Despite the the telltale signs, you know what I mean? Like, the telltale signs usually is when, especially when it comes to hardware... Is when you have you you're less than a month away from the release and have no tech specs. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm. So I, I hope, and, and I'm I'm taking your chuckles this entire time to mean that none of this sounded viable. From oh the no, I mean it's one of
1: those things where if 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 uh if someone is coming up with a fantastic idea that already exists, like you said, it's probably a scam okay like
0: their emulators already exist and ah ah, if you wanted this system everyone owns a computer already and a computer could run it better than whatever console that you're gonna put it on
1: so you know because
0: it's not like we're talking about ps5 graphics so when we talk about elden ring surprisingly enough the, the 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 best running version of elden ring is the ps4 version not the PS5 <laughs> or the PC because version. It's the
1: one that's tried and true. You feel me? Okay. They, they know so, the framework best. So
0: I understand the average gamer's idea that a console is better. I understand. But that... You have to then think a little bit further and realize that, like, oh, but this console is playing technology that is decades old. This is not Elden Ring. This is Golden Sun. This is pixel graphics. You don't need cutting-edge technology to play it, so the idea that you need a whole console to run this plethora of games from 20 years ago hey bro you need cutting you need you need the cutting end system to play some 60-bit graphics and this is what i mean when i say that the gaming industry is soft to fraud because it's mostly children no adult fucking heard this and and thought something was worthwhile being produced this is children who are unaware of the tech specs of the kind of machines that were running these very same games 30 years ago 30 years ago my nigga this is we started playing games in like the mid 90s right this is almost 30 years ago we're talking about obviously the children today are unaware that the technology to play these games existed they think that pixel art is an aesthetic they don't realize that the aesthetic of pixel art was designed for low resolution graphics. It was a it was a technical issue why pixel art exists, not an art issue. So when they see pixel art, they assume that it takes the same technological uh, 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 uh power to generate it as it does their other graphics. And it's just not true. It's because they don't understand how these things are made. You know what I mean? And so we can't take for granted that we know better. We watched graphics evolve. So we know that we can run those same pixel art graphics on a, on a calculator. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, all of this would not be as big of a problem if there weren't children involved. People who are unaware, uninitiated into what's being presented to them. And so that's how the Amico gained steam, really. It's like they scammed people. And those people were probably people who were unaware of the scam. And so that means that they were either very old or very young. And so, yeah, dude, I wanted to bring this up because the gaming industry. Listen, we cannot take for granted that we are adults who play video games. 70% of the gaming industry is under 18. 70%. So that means that no matter how much they make games for adults, they're being marketed to children. And when that's the case, you're going to get scams like this that pop up. And it, it to me, it says we need to start arming the next generation with the ability to see through these scams. Should
1: have been doing that.
0: Yeah. Oh, Definitely. I-
1: I mean, but like I always said, right? I always mm -hmm. say that it's like as society, as parents, whatever, we need to teach our children or whomever it is we're in charge of to be aware of predators. And I don't just mean sexual predators. I -hmm, mean, mm -hmm. people in your uh, uh, um, work group that won't pull their weight. I mean, your boss. I mean, your fucking landlord. I mean, anyone who has any sort of power over you that chooses to abuse that power for their own personal gain. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because this country is run by the predators they Scam teach you country they teach you to not be aware of predator behavior and you know until until motherfuckers learn that shit they're just mm. gonna keep walking into all these like bargain brand scams that are barely trying
0: yeah man and 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 that's why i, I it, the parents who listen to this i just want to arm you with the information you need to teach your kids not to be fucking sheep
1: this world is out to fuck
0: them. Oh, absolutely! This world is out to fuck them. Okay, mm-hmm. like I, I know a lot of people
1: probably believe like, oh, the world's a great place and da 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 da. No, there are individuals in this world that are fantastic people. The world at large, most not so of much. the world's institutions, <laughs> not so are much. not there altruistically. They're there to fucking make money or to prop do whatever the fuck it is Big that facts. they were created to do. Big facts. So if fucking you is
0: necessary for them to make some more money, guess what? <laughs> They're gonna do it. You feel me? And and they're and they're Guess legally what? obliged to yes. do it. they cannot short their shareholders a penny. It is lest in they their lose best their job. interest
1: to lie to you. They gain so much from successfully
0: lying to you. Yep, and that will never not be true. And so yeah, I bring up the whole Amico story to say, yo, please, please, please be careful of the shit that you see online and the shit that your children are exposed to, because they will. All, they, they don't care about delivering a final product to you they just care about getting your money once they have your money it's the deal has been done they've succeeded whether you get your final product or not irrelevant and that's the danger of having children in this marketplace because children won't fight the children take L's all the fucking time but they don't realize that they have a fucking, uh, an avenue to get that back, you know, to, to take, to fight back against people who've taken advantage of their, of their lack of knowledge. And so they end up, that's, that's a business model now. You take, take advantage of a thousand kids, cause only 10 of them are gonna come back with their parents and get their money back. The other 990 of them, you got that. And so, yeah, we gotta recognize that that is a business model. That's what people are doing. That's what the amico did. And guess what? That CEO is about to sell that company and leave up. He's me. gonna leave up. <laughs> hey, none of that backlash go touch him. what's that company is it somebody else's name. He's gonna leave up. And so let's not empower our children to empower dickheads. Because that's all that's happening on the internet right now. A lot of a lot of children. And a lot of ignorant people being empowered to 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 support dickheads. And we don't need that. We don't need any more of that. You know what I mean? But yeah, uh, that that's pretty much all that was going on in the gaming sphere. But moving on from that, I thought this shit was next level in terms of, you know, I got some stories in the entertainment sphere, but most of it is geared towards how the entertainment industry is reacting to what's going on in Europe right now. So, you have Meta and its subsidiaries as uh, a social media platform allowing hate speech against Russia, (laughs) which is like, what? I mean, wait, what? It's totally fair. They were working with Russia like two weeks ago, so they were literally working. (laughs) Hello, if Facebook (laughs) is currently being broadcast in Russia, do you not believe that the Russian uh, the the Russian um, governmental institutions involved with regulating the, the internet is fully aware that that Facebook's in Russia. You know what I mean? Like this is the th- th- um and there's a couple of stories that are gonna lead me to build this this idea that fucking this shit is wholeheartedly collusion between America and Russia because I doubt that a um, uh, Russia would would risk an American. Uh, uh, reprisal backed by the international community by attacking Ukraine unless they had assurances from America that they would not do so there's no fucking way you know what I mean that that Russia's doing this shit without some kind of, of of reaffirmation from America that there will be Limits to to how they retaliate. Because case in point, why the fuck would Russia allow a social media platform to allow anti-Russian propaganda inside of Russia? One of the places where propaganda is being cultivated at its highest level. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Clearly, there's collusion on both sides of this. There is some benefit from Russia from having... Uh, facebook generate misinformation in their own borders about this because there's no app there's absolutely no reason that i can can fathom based on logic and and geopolitics that would say hey this platform operating inside of russia should be allowed to spread anti-russian hate like they openly said this like this is a thing this is not something that is that is uh uh just being uh postulated on Meta the company Meta has said that they have removed hate language filters in regards to Russian oligarchs and Putin This shit is crazy That's wild Like that that right there says that the interest has nothing to do with with actually like cultivating a healthy social uh, media atmosphere, because how is that healthy?
1: I mean, that's never been Facebook's priority, ever, ever. I don't never. even think they've ever said that that was one of their priorities. No, I think, I think they, think they might say like, like, "Oh yeah, we though. try to, we yeah, try yeah, yeah. to clean it, we try to make sure," but they they've never actually done it.
0: No, no, I and I agree with you one hundred percent. That's never been their their main conception. I just want people at large to understand that this is not a social media platform that's, that is either designed or interested in, A, truth, or B, your mental health. The amount of people who still consume Facebook is problematic. It's problematic. It's hugely problematic. You know what I mean? Because we still have to live in a world where people who are on Facebook, who take Facebook seriously, get a vote. And that's a problem because when you have people who have uh, the same weight in the electoral system as when you have people who are fed misinformation and they are given the same weight as somebody who has done research and cares about the truth, that's a problem. That's not a system that could work or stand up. I don't know of any system that stands up under that, right? Where you have a a woefully you know misinformed population and a population that stand trying. up, it won't work right. Okay, but it, yes. it'll definitely stand up. True, you can true. prop
1: up anything you want for literally the America intended that. purpose. You yes. feel me?
0: That's literally America. You're right. <laughs> but it it won't work. It's right. not
1: a good idea. No, and it's not fucking uh, uh, sustainable in the long run. But it don't mean you can't do it.
0: You could do it. You're right. You're right. And that's what I meant. You know what I mean? Because you know I, I can't help but talk from the long term perspective you know because that, that is where i would hope to see the people who i care about into the future with me you know what i mean but clearly the people who have the most influence and the most uh say in this situation don't give a fuck about it nah, the
1: try to burn this shit to the ground bro
0: yeah they think that their future's on mars and that sucks because i don't think all of us are making it to mars
1: don't worry bro st- but keep worrying about Mars bro. ain't nobody gonna make it to Mars ain't nobody, ain't nobody making it, it to Mars ain't nobody who makes you it to Mars gonna live no nobody. fucking bruh like who really thinks that they're about to go colonize a new planet and it's gonna be a remotely easy experience you really think colonizing a new planet terrifying a new planet is gonna be easier than trying to live here get the fuck out of my face that is a pipe dream it is a delusional pipe dream and anybody who thinks that oh yeah we're Hoping just gonna dreams. pack is that what we live on is that what a Barack Obama brought to us? Pack hopes up our and dreams, stuff and fly to Mars, and you know we're get, bruh. As someone who's been in the military, as someone who 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 didn't use toilet paper for the first six years of his life, I'm telling you, it ain't work. It ain't doing I'm it. telling you, most people can't do that. They're like, oh yeah, I'm do-. no, you're you're not. If if you're gonna do something like that, you're gonna have to become sort of like a military vessel. You're not gonna be able to maintain the civilian level of. A uh, luxury and comfort but is, that you maintain. This is
0: what blows my mind about you the like average not, American. It's not possible. It blows my mind about the average American that they think that they're going to live this comfortable lifestyle yeah, the in the future. And it's life. like, nah, nigga, if you keep going down it's this path and you keep voting life. these shitbags in the office, trust me, you're going to get what you want and you're going to be living like a military. Live without
1: electricity for the first six years of my life. I can
0: tell you that these motherfuckers Can't are living a pipe it. dream
1: if they think that oh, yeah. it's going to be anywhere near that good. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-mm. The minute some hardship starts uh, uh, uh taking place they're just gonna consume each other
0: well and and no and not even just that the, the moment that hardship hits them they're gonna vote a fucking authoritarian fascist into office and then they're gonna consume each other i don't even think <laughs> that, i don't even think they hit the balls to consume each other i think that these average what? americans are so fucking weak that they're just gonna wilt away they're going to take whatever's given to them and they're going to slowly wilt away as the government s- decreases the, the resources available to the public. And they're not going to fight for that shit. Well, I don't we're think we're more less more
1: more 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 saying to the same there. thing that they're going to yeah. implode by destroying each other. Yes. Right? Like, that was, I was specifically coloring it by saying that they were, they were doing that. But it's not going to happen because. You need good, you need good leaders to make a society progress into the future. Yes. If, if you if you take the dying society and take all of the shitbag leaders and push them off onto the other side, there's absolutely no
0: way that that's going to turn and out. That into something is the productive. problem with this fucking <laughs> bullshit society that we fucking live in. Absurd. And this is why why I had such a huge problem with this whole COVID thing is because it started creating groupthink. And it started saying you cannot think outside of this this simple rubric, and when you do that, what you're dooming yourself is to is making sure that all of your leaders come from the same shit bag group of fucking idiots who didn't do the right thing in the first place.
1: To be fair, COVID didn't start
0: that. No, no, but it exacerbated you know it. Yeah, it. Yeah, it really brought People to just... the public that the public is complicit. <clears throat> I always thought that it was the the byproduct of of rich people solidifying their power but now after covid i've come to realize that the public is complicit in this i mean it's both the public does Same not team. want the responsibility for their own fucking lives <laughs> the the public does not want to be responsible yeah. for their own life and that's where i separate from the average american that's where i w- I, and 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 I don't want it to be parsed out and take that taken out of context. But this is where the libertarian cons- concept of be fucking useful is is so important. The average American has lost all context of be fucking useful. They don't have any idea about the difference between being useful and doing what they love. Not saying don't do what you love. But you have to marry that with being useful to the greater society or this never gets perpetrated, per, uh, gets, gets perpetuated into the future. We can't perpetuate society into the future if we're all fucking YouTubers on mobile games. We can't all fucking be YouTubers creating content about fucking video games. We need people who want and who yearn to do useful things in society. You know what I mean? and we can't and we're not getting that we're not getting that from 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 this you know what i mean and yeah i've gotten a little bit away from the original topic but we all need to yearn to not just do what we love but to also provide something useful to to society but
1: the thing with i think that a huge part of that is parenting you know what i mean like absolutely it, it, you know what i'm saying? The, the government's going to be shit regardless but at True. the end of the day the person who's has that responsibility is the person that's bringing you up you, they got to be the one to to guide you at least
0: listen, the first 20 years listen, or so listen listen when i had kendrick i realized that i was going to take a lot of me to teach him how to not be a shitbag this this society generates people who are not useful and so i i sacrificed i had Listen, I was an operations manager and a librarian, and I was successful at both of my careers, and both of them were bussing when I decided that I need to focus on parenting because if no, there, there's no more good that I can do than producing someone who's not useless. You know what I mean? It, yes, it takes sacrifice. You're 100% right. Our society doesn't generate circumstances that allow someone who cares to dedicate themselves to their child and that's what it takes you know what i mean and that's why we have a society that is predominated by people who don't generally even know what their own self-worth is the amount of people who who i ask like so what do you want to do and it's like i want to make money and it's like but what do you wanna to do to make money? Like, holy shit, like what do you, what are you going to do to to be worth someone spending their money on? The amount of people who have no clue how they could do that says to me that this society is failing at produce. And the, and the structure that they are telling us we should partake in a family structure with parents working and daycare and school, that structure's not producing useful humans, you know what I mean? The structure that they're telling us that's going to produce those useful humans isn't doing it. Case in point, I don't think there's a single high school in America that has above 75% graduation rate. Even the good high schools don't have that kind of graduation rate. Even the good ones. And that's what America don't want to tell you. That they fail. They fail 27% of their students. If I told you, listen, give me your kid, and you got a 75% chance of me actually working it out with them, Do you? is that acceptable to you? <laughs> no. Nah.
1: No, right? But no, it, right? To be fair, it's not that simple. <laughs> Society is intentionally designed to make it not that simple. You have to make a lot of hard, hard choices.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and what? You, you think leaving a union I started? two careers that i'm successful at through putting my education on the backburn that ain't easy but you gotta make the decisions you know what i mean like it ain't easy you're right the society and i'm and i'm not rebutting what you're saying I mean, i'm embellishing on it society is not going to give us the easy decision but you gotta make the hard decision you gotta make the hard decision to be there for your kids if you want them
1: yeah, you American know what i mean society is not designed for your family to succeed.
0: For your it's family to succeed It's not it's Not even not. just on the individual Regardless level Regardless of whatever they tell
1: you It's just not designed that way The laws would be written differently Especially if you're black or Hispanic Absolutely The laws would be written differently If it were
0: You know what I mean And so yeah You know With that all being said You know we, we, we really gotta deal with that shit You know what I mean Like We gotta get out of that That negative spiral That keeps on Perpetuating You know our society creating useless people and our society is not going to stop creating useless people. We as individuals have to break the cycle and, and choose to, to enrich our children with what they need to be successful in this world. Case in point, case in point we got, I'm, I'm and I'm going to, and, and, and I'm going to tie this into the whole Ryan Coogler incident. So Ryan Coogler, are you familiar with what happened to him recently? Uh -uh. Ryan Coogler goes to the bank He wants to withdraw $12,000 He goes to the teller And he writes on the slip Fills out the slip normally And he writes a note on the slip Please don't count it out loud Now if you do not know Ryan Coogler lives in Oakland Oakland You will fucking get robbed if you leave the bank With $12,000 I'm sorry I'm not trying to judge Oakland but Oakland is not a city where you want to be caught laying down or lacking or unawares. Okay? Now, Ryan Coogler goes into the bank. Now, first, first problem with what he did that I'm going to critique is, why the fuck are you banking with Bank of America as a millionaire? <laughs> why the fuck? <laughs> Clearly, your parents did Good not question. teach you what a credit union was. You should not be banking with Bank of America. You should be banking with SAG's fucking credit union, dude. Because Alec Baldwin doesn't have a Bank of America fucking account. He banks with SAG's credit union because they give him better rates. They are designed to give better uh, 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 services to high-end actors and people in the industry. So that's case number one. Why are you at Bank of America? But anyway... It's not illegal to bank at Bank of America, and you have a right to bank at Bank of America. So he went to Bank of America and attempted to do this. Now, the reason why I tie this into what, we've, what we were just talking about is, is that my mom was a banker. Before she became a personal accountant, she was a banker. It, it makes sense. That's the, the, the... Trajectory. Yes, the career trajectory of somebody who's interested in finance. And she took me to work with her occasionally. And one thing that I saw even as an eight-year-old child in the fucking chemical bank in, in, in uh, Roosevelt, New York. Was it Roosevelt? I think it was Farmingdale, New York. Is that nobody deals with big cash through the fucking teller. If you want big money, you talk to the manager. The manager takes you into the back so that nobody can hear or see what your transaction is. And if your transaction is big enough, he lets you out the back door. He don't let you. If you, No bank manager forces someone out the front door with $12,000 cash. Not a fucking thing. And the fact that Ryan Coogler doesn't know that, as a multimillionaire for fucking how many years, says he, no one taught him that. Nobody, the bank don't go out and teach people how to interact with the bank. That's up to your parents to teach you. It's up to people in your life to teach you. And so this is what I mean. We have to teach our children how to operate better. You know what I mean? Should that bank teller have called the cops on Ryan Kugler for writing a note to not speak, to not to count his money out loud on the bank slip when he handed it to her? Probably not. That was a policy failure. No bank teller should be allowed to call the police without at at least speaking to their manager. <laughs> right? And if your manager does not know about a multi-million dollar fucking bank account in Bank of America, by the way, Bank of America ain't a big ain't, ain't a famous fucking bank. Nobody worth their salt banks with Bank of America. So if you have a multi-million dollar account with Bank of America guess what that bank manager should know who the fuck you are if that's your local branch if that's your branch and you have millions of dollars in bank of america they know who the fuck you are so when you when he filled out that slip and he handed it to that woman and he swiped his card and it all said ryan Kugler, this bitch should have known better she should have known to give the nigga his money she should have known to advise him to speak to the manager To get that money. If you feel uncomfortable with me counting your money out loud. And fuck the bank teller that she was black. Skin folk ain't kin folk. Black people are just as racist as white people. Let's not get it twisted. Black people subscribe to white supremacy on a similar level as white people. Period. That's why black people can't see the problems with capitalism. Because they love white supremacy. And they think that, guess what? White people make money this way, so why can't I? Because they don't see that, guess what? Capitalism is a system of white supremacy. And it makes so much money because it's oppressing you. And if you want to make money that way, guess what you're going to have to do? Oppress other minorities. That's how Jay-Z does it. Where'd Jay-Z make his money from? Entertainment. From fucking football and fucking and rap. Who who buys into those things more than anyone else? Per capita, I'm saying. Not per volume. Per capita. Black people. You gotta exploit minorities if you're trying to make money in capitalism, baby. That's how it's done. And if you if you're not gonna if you're not gonna subscribe to that, then you probably should be looking to do shit different. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, you know what I mean? This whole situation where the, the 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 bank teller calls the cops on Ryan Kugler for just wanting to discreetly remove his money. It stems from the fact that nobody taught Ryan Kugler what the proper way to go fucking take $12,000 out of the bank was. That's not his fault. That's not the bank's fault. You know what I mean? We got to do better as people to prepare our children to be in this world in a better way. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you know, this whole thing with Ryan Coogler once again shows, A, the racism of the country that we live in, that it crosses the boundary of skin, and that if we want to protect our people from that racism, it's up to us, because institutions ain't doing it. And sure as hell, the people who are successful in those institutions, the people who get jobs in those institutions, they subscribe to the same racist ideologies as everyone else, so we can't expect them to take us out of that understanding, you know what I mean like it, it it's it's just it's one of those things you know we gotta we gotta be more mindful about how we move in this, this this country when the racism is so prevalent and ready readily accessible you know and moving on from that and it's not just racism it's bigotry at large let's look at what's going on to the the head of the Metropolitan Opera. Can you guess what the what the ethnicity of the head of the Metropolitan Opera is? Um no <laughs> no, she's Russian. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so she's been fired because she was not willing to openly denounce Putin and the Russian country, mainly because she doesn't fucking live there. She doesn't support them. And so, as a point of personal expression, why would I denounce something that I've never had ties to? If I sit here and denounce this, then I'm pretty much telling you that I have ties to these people, and that's going to further cause you to, to 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 dig into my my personal life, which isn't necessary because I don't have fealty to that to that country. She's in America. She works for the Metropolitan Opera. She has she's been performing. She didn't go back to Russia. She has shown no public support for Russia. So why the fuck is she being fired from her job because she was born in Russia? You see what I'm saying? Like the the the, the discrimination it starts at the local minorities, black people, brown people. But it's an ideology that will extend to everyone. And this is why I'm so disgusted when I see Italian immigrants and Russian immigrants and Ukrainian immigrants and, and Asian immigrants take a supercilious attitude towards African Americans in this country because they fail to acknowledge that despite whatever qualms you might have with their culture, none of what's being perpetrated on them is because of those, those issues in their culture the 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 issue the reason why black people have negative outcomes in this country disproportionate to anyone else is because of the racism of the country not because of the foibles of their community and yes the community is not perfect but they're not being discriminated based on that they're being discriminated based on the color of their skin and that's fucked up because if someone is being discriminated on something as 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 frivolous as the color of their skin don't worry it's only a matter of time until it comes to your to your neighborhood. And whether you're Irish, Italian, Asian, all of those communities have been targeted. And now the Russian community is being targeted for discrimination the same way they discriminated against the minorities that have been here longer than them. And I hope that moving forward, some of these communities can stop and say, you know what? There's a solidarity here. There's an intersectionality here that we should be, that we should really be taking hold of. Because if we don't, it's only going to get worse for everyone. And while there might be individuals in those communities that can that can pass, that can be white passing, it only takes a foreign entanglement before your ethnicity is the one that's on the chopping block. Before Arabs are on the chopping block. Arabs ain't want to fuck with us, ain't want to fuck with black people, until Arabs were getting discriminated against. Indian people ain't want to fuck with with, with black people until white people started treating them like Arabs. Then they started realizing that the discrimination reaches their shores. Asian people ain't want to fuck with black people until everybody started talking about Wuhan flu. Jewish people didn't want to fuck with black people until Jewish communities started getting targeted with vaccine mandates. Now everybody wants to talk about this is slavery. Oh, this feels like slavery. Motherfuckers don't know shit about slavery. They don't want. They don't know shit about slavery. None of them, because though none of them have a contemporary history of slavery like black people in America. Because guess what? Until the 60s, there were motherfucking slaves in America, stupids. So let's not keep on playing this game where all these other ethnicities get to talk about how they are super oppressed. Because ain't none of them had modern-day slavery. We want to show solidarity, sure. But y'all got to start showing solidarity with the African-American community. Y'all got to... Because Russians and Jewish people both are very prevalent in the gentrification of South L.A., Don't get it twisted. And the funny part is, is that a lot of them are losing their holdings because they claim foreign nationalities and all of the sanctions are starting to hit them. And so, yeah, TDI? TDI is run by a Russian family. TDI is a management company that owns a bunch of fucking uh, 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 buildings in South LA, South Central. And they're now getting stuck with a whole bunch of shit because they're getting sanctioned. And now they can't find funds to fucking deal with the fact that they're slum lords here in L.A. and their buildings, the people in their buildings, have been raising shit. And they can't keep on paying lawyers to bite, fight back. They can't keep on paying. They're starting to fucking feel some pressure. So, you know, they, if they want solidarity, they could show some solidarity. If people in Russia want to show some solidarity with Americans, treat the people in your fucking buildings right. How about that? Cuz then then that would give them a reason to show some real solidarity, but that ain't going to happen. They just want they just want you to show solidarity. They just want you to vote for people who will give them a billion dollars in our tax, in our tax uh 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 uh, uh filing when when our government does its budget, they want a billion dollars out of our budget but they don't want to they don't want to be kind to the people in the buildings that they literally make money off of so listen i show all solidarity for any people who are being invaded but the extent of that goes to words until i see more than words come back into my community from the people who are over there saying that they need our help because guess what the situation in our community where people have been taking advantage and and being slumlords in our community existed way before the war in Ukraine. That's all I'm saying. So we need some reciprocity in this whole situation. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Because, you know, the sanctions are getting big. The sanctions are just getting ratcheted up, up and up and up. And the, the the weird part that I find is is everyone's complaining about gas prices when we only get less than seven percent of our gas or uh, uh, our crude from Russian sources, but yet the gas hikes of are hitting fifteen, almost twenty percent. So it's not like these gas hikes have anything to do. And moreover, even if you if you listen to the the like the Wall Street Journal and the um International Business uh Daily and I, uh, all of these these financial reporting outlets, they'll tell you that these gas prices are in anticipation. They were doing this in anticipation. So it had nothing to do with actual sanctions. So, you know, all of the stuff that they're saying, you know, it, it, it's it's generally chicanery. It has nothing to do with reality. You know, if we want to see what's going on with this, you know, I, I, I'm really interested in seeing where is the pain really being felt? Because I don't feel like the Russian government is genuinely feeling any pain over this. The people the people who are feeling pain over this are Russian oligarchs, maybe. People in Russia who have funds abroad, but that's not Putin. I mean, Putin does have money abroad, but he's good. You could wipe out Putin's, in, Putin's international funds and he would still be good in Russia. The only place he cares about. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I don't really know what they're trying to, to to do with all of this, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be very effective based on on what they're putting out there. But, yeah, you know, a lot of the movements I've been seeing. They don't seem to be move movements that are actually going to be effective, like in terms of stopping Russia's incursion into Ukraine um they're not going to be effective in molding an international decorum that is better than what was before i don't see that in 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 what's what's being done you know but maybe maybe it's because i have an idea of what's to be expected that includes a prosperity for people that is not part of the agenda of of the the leaders at large because i don't see that happening but yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe 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 something will, will give between here and, and the next few weeks, but if this becomes a prolonged engagement, it's just going to be it, like the proxy war is is only going to become more obvious. Like we're going to just see more things like escalation of American drones, you know escalation of american arms sales and european arms sales and that's not what we need in this situation because you know while i i generally don't trust the 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 american uh, side of this i don't understand the russian side and so that scares me because these people have nuclear bombs and we you know i live in a in a, in a relatively metropolitan area of America, you know what I mean? Like I, it's something that should be on the mind of anyone who lives in some place that might be a, a a potential target, you know? and that's you know, and when they talk about that's why your vote matters, that's really why your vote matters. You, your vote matters if you if you vote in people who are warhawks, because whereas most local legislation has to deal with your 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 you know local muni- your municipal officials when it comes to like the big global dangers that's where your representatives comes into play you know what i mean and you know like Kentucky and Mitch McConnell keeps coming to mind you know what i mean like the people of the Kentucky voted Mitch McConnell into power and they don't acknowledge whatsoever that all of the ills that have fallen upon Kentucky in terms of financial issues come from Mitch McConnell and the endless lobbying that he does and the you know what I mean like the vast majority of Kentuckians do not live better lives because of Mitch McConnell but yet he still wins elections you know like it's just way weird to me and and Unfortunately, unless we deal with that situation in our politics, nothing's ever really going to get better. It's
1: because he understands the meta game.
0: <clears throat> yeah, he understands that politics has little to do with actually getting anything done. Correct.
1: It's I mean, all about everything. election and re-election. Nothing else
0: matters. That's that's sad, and, and and it's sad that our government has created a system that encourages that. You know what I mean? Like it's sad that that's how it works. Yes. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs>
1: That's pretty much how it operates. The fact
0: that that's how it works, we all know that's how it works, and none of us can see any way of it working differently. That's a problem, you know. I mean, we can see it, but well, doing it's the most important part. Right? How? To, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can imagine a better <laughs> way of dealing with this. We just can't see a reasonable path to getting there. You know what I mean? Like, there's definitely better, better routes. You know what I mean? But you know, there's no paved roads. You know, and and that's a problem. But yeah.
1: And the country ain't tough enough to walk on the fucking unpaved road.
0: Yo, I'm, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't understand psychology enough to realize, you know, that the person who talks about how strong they are is always the weakest person. And so growing up, you keep hearing America, the great America, the powerful America, the wartime hero, the America, the economy that booms in wartime, the America, we make things America. Nobody who embodies any of those things feels the need to say them as frequently as America does. And I didn't realize it. And I was indoctrinated. And it wasn't until I got older and I learned about people that I learned that America's full of shit. It's full of shit. It doesn't have any of those things. Has not a one of those things. You know what I mean? And that's what's sad, you know, because, you know, I talked a, a, a huge uh, deal about the Canadian truckers who were doing what they could to to stand up for themselves. And then, you know, you have this American convoy that, that, that they set out for DC to do the same thing. And unfortunately, okay, you remember when I was talking about the Canadian truckers and how I talked about how, like, They were focused, but they were cordial. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they were there. They did what they had to do. It was effective. They shut down Ottawa, but they weren't there to be combative and all of those things. And like when they were getting arrested, I was surprised at how easily they went and all that stuff. That is the complete opposite of this, of what went down with this American convoy. Half of the people didn't know. I would say 90% of the people didn't know why they were there. They were just driving trucks across the country because they said that people said they were driving trucks across the country and they thought it was a good idea and fucked Joe Biden.
1: They got organized by
0: bots because they're fucking stupid. And boy, did they feel the pain for it. Like, you know, that Canadian. So, so one of the things that Canada does that's it's kind of really fucking basic sense is that, like, they don't buy more expensive uh uh, resources from outside of their country when they produce resources inside their country so canada produces oil so when this whole thing went down or even when in the build-up to this whole thing going down guess what didn't happen in canada the gas prices didn't change because guess what canadians do they utilize their own oil before they sell it. Oh, my God. So their gas prices didn't change. So their convoy was able to go. And it wasn't like they were spending extra money. Now, let's fast forward to America. America is an oil exporter. I don't know if, if people know this, but we are a net oil exporter. We do not import oil into this country. We export oil from this country and our holdings. So why the fuck would we be buying oil from our enemies? Does anyone have an act? Oh, okay. Because we're fucking crazy. Because we fucking think that dollars and cents, in the moment, trump dollars and cents in the long term. And so America, despite not doing business with Venezuela, Iran, and Russia, somehow receives a significant portion of oil from there. So now when those countries move to embargo us, guess what happens? Our guys' prices go up. But why? Needless to say, all of this is going on in the midst of the American truck convoy. That is probably... First of all, the fact that as the truck convoy was getting rallied, the mandates were coming down... Like New York doesn't New York got rid of their mandate. California got rid of their mandate. The two liberal bastions of this country got rid of their mandate of their vaccine mandate. So what the fuck is the point of the convoy if the mandates are all going down on this side? Yeah, it, it, it turned out as much as I want as I did support the the Canadian truck convoy and what was going on and and what they were fighting for. Unfortunately, in a surprise, in in a a weird role reversal, we got Americans mimicking Canadians to less effect. Which is like, oh my god, we really are in bizarro world.
1: That's the internet in a nutshell, though, right? That's what the internet. At least that's one of the main trends that I've noticed. Someone does something on it against popularity, people repeat it without knowing why it gained popularity in the first place to mix results.
0: Yeah, and it's like there was there were several things going on with this convoy that. Should that were notably and identifiably different than a Canadian convoy that should have told us that this was not the way to go. This was not going to be effective. Mainly the organization. For fuck's sake. Like, and once again, shout out to Channel 5 News, Andrew Callahan. You know, it's not a paid advertisement, but thank God that there's someone doing journalism in this country. Even if it's comedic journalism. Holy shit, at least there's someone speaking to these people and allowing them candid responses so that at least we know what's going on. Because the mainstream media is doing a trash job of of informing us as to what's going on. And the work oh, God, the mainstream media. Anyway, that's a whole standalone episode onto itself. Needless to say, it was really interesting seeing how how widely wildly discombobulated this whole Uh, american convoy was and honestly yeah americans will never be able to protest i i've lost all all hope in an american uh labor movement there will be no american labor movement let's be one thousand percent honest and clear with each other there is no american left there will be no american labor movement it will not come from the teamsters it will not come from the teachers it will not come from the police it will not come from any organized sector in this country this country is an entire country of lumpen proletariat the lumpen proletariat are disenfranchised workers who do not have jobs and do not have the ability to obtain jobs in the current atmosphere Because the current atmosphere says that you either have to be completely beholden to corporate fascist dictators or you have to be completely beholden to the gig economy. Neither of those two things can produce a labor force. You cannot unionize under corporate identities like Starbucks. And you cannot unionize in the gig economy. And so there is no American left. There will be no revolution that comes from this country. Period period like seriously like the only strength this that that comes from the american lumpen proletariat is its ability to add to other countries revolutions and the revolution's going to have to come from someplace else and it's going to come with the aid of the american lumpen proletariat but not start with them that's my that's my current uh 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 critique of the american left but alrighty guys, thank you for listening to my drunken rants. I appreciate you guys. And if you enjoyed yourself, please feel free to uh subscribe to us on anchor.fm or patreon.com. You could also follow us on the social media at Twitter at karee underscore T and at home heron. You could also follow us on Instagram at Herons Home Podcast. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico G V O. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it to learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one, guys. Peace out. Take it easy.